Okay, so we are live, I think. Oh yeah, okay, we're live. Hi, <laughs> I'm Jess Marcy. Um, I'm a professional organizer, a clutter coach. There's a lot of different names that I have for myself. And this is my weekly video podcast. So welcome. Today, our topic is two simple strategies to make parting with your stuff easier. And actually, I have three simple strategies for it today. So I first of all, I want to say hi to everyone who's hopping on here. It's so nice to see you guys, Stephanie and Cindy. I can't see everybody who's there, but um, but if you're here, hello, drop a little hello. I love getting the hearts and the hellos. Hi, Cindy. <laughs> okay, so three simple strategies to make parting with your stuff easier. So I am launching a boot camp uh, next Monday. And we've had a lot of people join the bootcamp, which is super awesome. So if you're in bootcamp, that is great. And if you haven't joined yet, definitely make sure that you go ahead and join up because it's going to be so much fun. It's all next week. So one thing that keeps coming up over and over and over again in everyone's introduction threads is that it's so difficult to part with items, right? <laughs> Obviously, that's why we're here. I once had a client tell me that her husband said to her, I don't know why you just can't throw things out. It's just not that hard. If it were as simple as throwing things out, we would, <laughs> nobody would need this help. But I, ha I can talk to anyone, literally anyone about clutter. Every single person that I have ever met in my entire life is either dealing with clutter and having a hard time throwing stuff out or they are helping somebody else go through the process. Most of the time, they're dealing it with, with it themselves. So it's definitely, definitely, definitely not about throwing stuff out. So how can we start to shift our mindset around the stuff that we have in our life? And how can we start to kind of think about it differently so we can let certain things go? And I also want to mention, it's not that you have to throw out everything that you have, right? It's that the idea is that you want to create a home that's supportive for you. So you might choose to keep a little bit more than somebody else, or you might go through your stuff once and get, you know, let go of a, you know, a certain amount and then go through it again and let go of a little bit more. It took us so long to accumulate everything that we have in our life and in our house. It's super unrealistic to think that you can have overnight change with this stuff. It really, learning to declutter is part of your growth as a human. So if that resonates with you, <laughs> give me a heart or a thumbs up. Learning to declutter is part of your personal growth. It does not happen overnight. Just like you can't wake up tomorrow looking significantly different than you do right now, right? We all want to have overnight instant gratification for everything that just doesn't happen. So when we can start to really shift our mindset around certain things, it can make life so much easier. So let's think about, I have my little notes over here, which is why I look away sometimes. Let's think about um, the three, three different ways that you can start to shift your mindset around letting go of stuff. So think about this. Sometimes when you buy things, you have a very specific intention for them, but maybe that's not actually what their role in your life was. And I'm going to try and illustrate this with a slide. So you guys know me and technology, right? So sometimes we have a little snafu, but 
I've been practicing. So let me know if, if this slide thing works to illustrate this point. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> sometimes when you buy things, you buy things because they're heavily, heavily advertised to you, right? So you might even purchase something and like, it's because you're fulfilling, like there's a, you think there's a problem that you didn't even know you had before. So I think that when we look at this advertisement on the left, neck firming cream, right? You might be just perusing the aisles of your local Target and come across this neck firming cream and think, oh gosh, I wasn't even, this wasn't on my radar, but it's true. My neck is feeling not very firm today, right? So I'm going to go ahead and purchase this product and firm up my neck. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and look just like this person in this advertisement, right? So who has ever been walking down an aisle with the intention of getting one specific thing and then loaded up your cart with a whole bunch of other stuff because it suddenly occurred to you that maybe your neck wasn't that firm. Does that resonate with anyone? Okay. <laughs> so you bring this product into your house and your intention, what you think is going to happen with the product is that you are going to use it every night and then all of a sudden you are going to wake up and your neck is going to be firm. But what actually happens is you just don't use it because really... <laughs> This was not even on your radar, right? And you like quickly had this like little jolt of fear because that's what advertising is all about. It's totally fear based and fear driven. So you purchased it, right? Brought it home and you never used it, right? And so like five years later, you're doing declutter, you're doing clutter boot camp with Jess Marcy and you're holding your neck firming cream in your hand and you feel like, oh gosh, I spent money on this. It's been sitting in my cabinet. I really should use it because I believe that I purchased it so that I could use it, right? But maybe, just maybe, you purchased this so that you could get a little lesson from it. And the lesson is that you don't need to worry about firming up your neck, right? So that's a $5 lesson or however much this stuff costs. I actually have no idea. So maybe the purpose of having the neck firming cream in your life was not actually having to do with your neck or with the product. It was to teach you that the firmness of the skin on your neck <laughs> is not anything that you really need to be worried about. So this happens a lot. I'm going to go back to, let's see, so you guys can see my face again. This happens a lot with the stuff that we have in our life. It comes into our life for a, for a, we think for a very specific reason. Like maybe we're, we bring a book home from the bookstore because we really want to, we imagine sitting and reading that book, right? But maybe the lesson of that book is that this is not the time. I have to make a lot of adjustments in my life if I want time to read that book. And maybe that's what that book is there to teach you. Um, or that maybe you, maybe the lesson from the book after you don't read it and it's on your shelf 10 years later is that actually you really didn't want to read that book. You really wanted to spend the time in the bookstore alone shopping for the book and enjoying that experience. So if this is making sense, if there are things in your life that maybe have taught you a lesson, let me know. If you need clarification, also go ahead and let me know. Um, 
And if you can think of something specifically that you've been holding on to with a certain intention that that maybe you need to shift your mindset around that and there's actually a little lesson there, then just pop that in the comments and tell me what what it is, like what is the lesson behind that, right? So also we hear our people, ourselves say a lot, like I spent money on this and I don't want to let it go because of the money that I spent on this. So I have, let's see, I have a little slide here. Um, okay, but as I pull up the slide, I'm just going to say hello out here. So Abby, Erica, Sandy, Kelly, Stephanie, um, <laughs> Colleen, Cindy. Hi, guys. Thank you guys so much for being on. Let me switch to my other slide for the next the next mindset shift that you can have around all of this. Um, okay. Okay. So when you hear yourself say, I spent a lot of money on this. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to lose that money. So maybe again, that money was just a, a lesson. Maybe it was a $10 lesson. Maybe it was a thousand dollar lesson. You know, I don't know. Um, but sometimes it's, there's a lesson there and that's what the value of the item actually is. So you've already gotten that value when you recognize that. But when we start to value, what I would love for you to do is shift your mindset around valuing things um, from a financial standpoint and think instead about valuing things from a time standpoint. So I talk about this extensively, extensively, because once you grasp this concept, it makes such a huge difference in your life. The true, and Henry David Thoreau is credited with saying this first, the true cost of anything in your life is the amount of your life that you exchange for it, right? So the true cost of anything in your life is the amount of your life that you exchange for it. What does that mean? I'm going to go back to me now. Hold on one second. Okay, so what does that mean? That means that money is a renewable resource, right? In general, we can always make more money in life. Our time is a non-renewable resource. We will never get our time back. So when you start to think about how much something costs, think about it in terms of your time. Is that making sense? Give me, I think I lost my video here. So let me know you guys are still, <laughs> still watching. Um, hold on, hold on, just to make sure we're still on here. And I'm telling you, one day I'm going to have one of these videos. Okay. Yep. We're still here. All right. So we're going to start valuing our stuff in terms of our time because time is so valuable. We can never, ever, ever get the time that we spend back. It is a non-renewable resource. So there's this other little meme that I see floating around the internet all the time. I'm going to pull it up here. Um, where did it go? Hold on one second. Let's see if I can get it in here. Well, I'll just read it to you guys since I can't seem to get it in here. I was good. Oh, wait. Oop, here we go. Here we go. Let's see this. Okay. Look around. All of that clutter used to be money and all of that money 
used to be time. This is just like a mind blowing thing. I see this all over the place. I don't know who the who to credit this back to. Um, this came from this one came from a Beware of Black Friday thing. Uh, so, um, but all of that clutter used to be money and all of that time, all of that money used to be time. So really the truth is that we exchanged our time for money to begin with. And then we exchanged our money for a physical object. So it really is how much time did we have to spend to make that money to buy that thing, right? It all comes back to our time, not our money. So when you say to yourself, like I spent money on this and I really feel so bad letting it go, ask yourself instead, how much of my life am I willing to devote to this thing? How much of my life am I willing to devote to worrying about throwing out neck firming cream, right? Is that worth one more second of my mental capacity? Is that worth one more second of it making me feel bad because it's still in my cabinet? And every time I see it, I'm like, oh gosh, my neck is no firmer. Is that worth your time or worth your life, worth your time, worth your life, worth your emotion? And the answer might be yes. And the answer might be no. More often than not, the answer is no. And so that's when we can just say, okay, I am just gonna let this go. And I'm gonna be grateful that I I recognize the lesson in this because I could hang on to this for another five years and think about it every single time I open that cabinet and lose all of that time. So I'm gonna let this go with gratitude right now because I'm so grateful that I can see the bigger picture and that I can value my most precious resource, my time, more than a product. All right, so. How is that sounding? I'm going to go and see. We have a lot of comments here. Colleen says, I learned sewing wasn't my thing and let go of my sewing supplies because I'd rather make jewelry. Yes. Yes. That's knowing yourself. That's awesome. Ari says, this happens weekly to me. I go to the store so I can escape the clutter and overwhelming things I have at home. So, so I buy unnecessary things. Right. So one really interesting thing about clutter is there's so many ways that clutter costs us time and money, specifically when we don't love our homes and we don't want to be in our homes, we spend so much money not being in our homes. So that's a really, really good point. Um, thanks for letting me know I was still on. I don't know what happened to my thing there, but <laughs> I see Leanne's on here now. Hi, Leanne and Debbie. Welcome. Um, so that's, so when you think about, so we have a couple of mindsets, mindset shifts here. That is a mouthful there. Mindset shifts. So number one, is there a lesson here, right? Maybe this is in my life because I need to learn a lesson from having this in my life. And I'm going to let go with gratitude because I know that lesson now and I'm going to moving forward, grow as a human and make a different choice the next time I'm in the grocery store, I'm in Target, I'm where, you know, shopping online because I know better now. So I'm going to make changes in the future because I'm growing. Um, or maybe we're going to look at stuff and say, is this worth my time? Is this worth my valuable, precious time? What if I had to like convert my time to money, how much money do I make per hour? Is this is spending an hour thinking about this equal equivalent to that amount of money, right? So you can kind of like think about it that way too. Abby says, oh my God, yes. Yes, Abby. 
So um, number, the third question that you can ask yourself. So the net, my third little tidbit before we kind of conclude this video podcast is if you're holding something and you're thinking, what if I need this in the future? I want you to stop and ask yourself, what is the worst case scenario if I do not have this in the future? What is my worst case scenario? Um, so typically, the worst case scenario is pretty benign. Could you use something else that you have in your house instead of this item? Is there an easy replacement that you already own? Do you possibly have a bunch of other very similar items that you could use? Um, so when I was going through, when I started my own personal decluttering journey many years ago, I was going through my collection of tape and it appeared as though I purchased new tape every single time I needed to wrap something because I probably had like 25 things of tape and they were all over my house. So when I pulled that whole collection together, I thought, oh, but I'll always need tape, right? And then I thought, well, okay, what's my worst case scenario if I don't have this? And I realized that the quantity of tape that I had could probably last me for like ye like years, like decades, right? So I let go of most of the tape. I donated it to my kids' school and I still have not purchased tape. And it, it's been at least like 12 years now. <laughs> so my worst case scenario was nothing. There was actually, there was no, the worst case scenario really was that I was holding on to it and I would be storing massive quantities of tape forever, right? So, <laughs> um, so what's your worst case scenario if you don't have it? Um, what oftentimes, you know, people say, well, I'll have to buy it again. So will you have to buy it again? No, I want you to remember that every single person you know has just as much stuff in their home as you do. So maybe instead of buying something again, you could just borrow something, right? So this is, I think, you know, social media has like a bad rap sometimes, but this I believe is the best use of social media is to use your community. So if you need something that you let go of again in the future, could you just post on Facebook and say, does anyone have a crock pot that I could borrow for the weekend? And I guarantee that many people that you know and that live close to you have a crock pot sitting in their cabinet that they would love to loan you because they just want it to be used. So use your community. I always say community crushes clutter. And in so many ways, this is true. Community crushes clutter because we all have stuff that we can all use. Community crushes clutter because when you go to pick up something that you're borrowing from a friend, you have that opportunity to have a little, to say hi, to have that human connection and human interaction. And that is so much more important than our clutter. That makes us, knowing somebody's coming to our house to borrow something also <laughs> makes us maintain a home that is clutter free. So that's another way that community crushes clutter. So community crushes clutter, use your community if you need something. So if you're gonna, if you're holding on to something and you think, oh gosh, what if I need this in the future? Well, what if? I mean, maybe it would be hard to replace, okay, so then you keep it. But if it's something that you use infrequently, like an air mattress is another good example. I borrow air mattresses a lot from my friends when we have company coming over because most people have air mattresses just in their closets or attics or whatever. There's so many things that you could just borrow or even um, like when my kids 
change their sports that they play and stuff. My daughter started playing lacrosse a couple of years ago and I just posted on Facebook, does anybody have used lacrosse gear that my daughter could have? And like, like five people had like complete sets of lacrosse stuff. They had like the lacrosse ball, the lacrosse stick, the bag. She got so much lacrosse stuff for free just by using our community. So when it's when she's done playing lacrosse, instead of thinking, you know, maybe I want to hang on to this because what if she wants to play lacrosse in the future? I can instead just let it go knowing that when she and if she wants to play lacrosse in the future, I can just post on Facebook, use my community, and get a tremendous amount of lacrosse stuff. So that is kind of my, you know, long-winded answer and three tips that you can use to shift your mindset when you find yourself asking, like, how can I let this go? So I'm going to go and just scroll these comments and see if there's any questions. Now would be a good time to ask questions. Um, hi, Joel. Hi, Tara. See a new people, a few new people have popped on. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you could, in the comments, let me know which of these mindset shifts or questions really resonates with you. Is it the, did this teach me a lesson? Is there a lesson in throwing this out or having this? Maybe I purchased it because for a different reason than what I thought. What's your worst case scenario? Or valuing time, in, valuing your stuff in terms of time instead of money. So which of those really resonated with you? I would love to hear. Um, you know, once you get these mindset shifts and, and you really can start to embrace this new way of looking at your stuff, then it's so much easier to start to let go of things. And remember, this is a journey. You are growing as a person. So maybe a little bit resonates right now and you practice it a little bit and then you realize, okay, this is awesome. And then you practice it more and more and that's kind of how the magic starts to happen. Colleen says the lesson one for sure. And Stephanie says the value of time and money Leanne says, asking community for an item. Yes, oh, I love asking my community for stuff. Debbie says, worst case scenario, right? We don't live in, in a time of, um, you know, <laughs> this is not the depression, right? Um, the truth is that we can get stuff at, at, really, we think about things and they show up. Um, so we definitely live in a time of excess and we can use that to our advantage and not collect a lot of things and just use our community. I bet really, I love it too. Ari says, I have pieces of it all. Kelly says, worst case scenario resonates most. All right, you guys. So thank you so much for hopping on to today's Ask Jess All Things Clutter, my video podcast. All of my podcasts are saved on a YouTube playlist. So if you head over to YouTube, you can find them there. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, <laughs> like my Facebook page, do all of that stuff um, so we can stay connected and we can continue to motivate each other. If you are not in boot camp, which starts on Monday, Clutter Boot Camp starts Monday, get yourself into Clutter Boot Camp. It is going to be so much fun. We have almost 2,000 people signed up. And what that means is that motivation is going to be so high during the week. Community is going to be so big during the week and community crushes clutter. You are going to have so much support. There is absolutely somebody who totally resonates with you in that group who is going through a very similar 
thing in life as you are going through. So get into Clutter Bootcamp. It's going to be awesome. It's next week. Um, you can sign up. I have like signups all over the place, all over all of my social media. So just click through and sign up. Um, and thank you guys so much for being here and doing such hard work. I really honor all of your journeys and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye guys.